This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic start to your week. We've reached the midway point. We're nearly through to Friday. I know it feels like we're wishing the days away at this point. You get one life and you spend it just wishing for the weeks to be over. Um, But we just know how good the weekends are. It's as good as that. But we do have Arsenal in midweek to satisfy the appetites just that little bit with Arsenal playing against FC Zurich tomorrow. We'll have plenty of coverage and build up to that as well as the reaction to that game on Friday. We've got a preview show planned for this evening around 7.30pm so do make sure you set your alarms and check your watches for that time and that's when we'll be doing our preview show. But good morning and welcome to everybody joining us in the chat box. Good morning to James, good morning to Kaiser and Matt G, good morning to Answer and Louis. Good morning to Vuk. Good morning to Olu and Afsar and Chris and Yomi and PJ. Good morning, guys. Good morning to Gunnarate, David, Mike, uh, Barwick, Bradley, Dave, Kevin. Good morning to all of you. I hope you've had a great day thus far. And massive, massive thank you to everybody that's now helped us to hit 40,000 subscribers. Thank you so much, everybody in the chat box. Thank you to everybody that just watches on uh, playback and leaves their comments in the comments section. Thank you to all of the audio-only listeners that are tuning in across Spotify and iTunes and other audio-only apps as well that have jumped over to YouTube as well and helped us hit that 40,000 target. Amazing. Thank you so much for the support. It's um, When I was thinking about what I could do for it, to be honest, I feel like that we're moving in such a direction that 50k might not be that far away for us. And so I think maybe we should do something extra special if it's possible uh, when we hit that next big milestone. Because it is a massive milestone. Not that 40k isn't, but 50k is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice round number. So we'll certainly get our thinking caps on for the next uh, six months or so as we kind of push towards that 50,000 number. Um, but the fact that we've hit this is an amazing achievement for everybody. And I always say we when I talk about the channel because I consider the channel to be a community and you guys have been massive in helping us push 
towards that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got the Football Content Awards, uh, as Lynn's asking about in the chat box, uh, on the 16th of November. Uh, I'll be joining FK and Clive up in Manchester for the award night ceremony. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm up against some massive content creators, people with hundreds of thousands and even some cases millions of followers so it's just I'm just going up there with nothing to lose and loads of excitement about a great evening that hopefully we can have. Um, but a massive thank you to everybody that's joined us. Perhaps for 50,000 subscribers, what we do is we do a live show. Um, we might do a live show. Uh, I think that's a great um, opportunity for us to do that. We've done a couple in combination with other YouTube channels like Lee Judges and Sophie and Harry and Dan Potts, etc. Uh, and Kev, of course, too. So perhaps we do a live show. Maybe that's something that we do in the future. Uh, and we'll try to do that in London and host that somewhere where people can come along and watch. That might be a great one. Uh, I don't think Tom will manage to fill the O2. That might be a little bit of a stretch too far. I'm not sure even 40,000 fills out the O2. Maybe it does. That's pretty incredible if it does. That kind of gives you a perspective on things. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling on because I know a lot of you want us to just get to the news. Stop waffling in the mornings. We're going to do that. Don't worry. We're going right now to the next step of the show. Do go check out the latest prize. Runs out on Thursday. Tomorrow, sign Martin Odegaard and Smith Rowe shirt. Still available. Still tickets there. £6.45 a ticket. Link in the description if you want to go and get involved. But that does end tomorrow. So don't miss out on your chance. Now, Austin Trusty has been backed by his Birmingham coach. Um, John Eustace spoke after the game uh, and said he is going to be a top player. He is going to go back to Arsenal. And whenever that is, at the end of the season, and hopefully push for the first team spot. And I think he certainly deserves to be going to the World Cup. And we got a hope the Austin trustee gets called up to the US men's national team squad ahead of that tournament because he has absolutely deserved it. Um, so I really do look forward to seeing whether or not Austin trustee can indeed make it. Uh, I really hope that he does <laughs> because I think it'd be a great achievement for him and a massive boost of confidence to him as well. Uh, Tommy Asu has also been called up to the Japanese national squad alongside Takuma Asano, who you may remember. Asano, uh, whose name for some reason is spelled incorrectly on my slides. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so it's me being silly in the morning. But Takuma Asano, who used to, of course, play for Arsenal, uh, is also going to be joining up with the Japanese squad as well. Striker never played for the club um, and went out on a number of loans before leaving and playing in Germany. But uh, great news for both Tomiyasu and Asano. And we wish them the best at this winters i keep thinking to say summers for this winters tournament uh, now we are due to receive an update on bakaya saka's injury today uh we're expecting hopefully um to see bakaya saka um in training uh we're going to be i'm going to be going to london colony a little bit later on today for the open training session followed by the press conference with Mikel arteta a little bit later on um so that hopefully will give us some insight, not just on Saka. It will give us some insight on Zinchenko potentially as well, whether he is going to be absent or not. We can expect to see the likes of Reese Nelson and Xhaka and, and Partey. But I have kept on saying that Xhaka could play when I keep getting reminded by you guys in the chat box that uh, um, that Xhaka is suspended for the game on Thursday. So he won't be there, even though I kept saying that he would be. He is indeed suspended. So I think we can expect... At Lakonga to be there. El Nenny, of course, should be there and out in training. We'll get an update on whether he will be ready for the game tomorrow from Arteta, uh, and that will give us a better insight on things. And then, of course, more information 
will be given to you guys when we do our preview show a little bit later on today, uh, which should be good about 7.30 p.m. So I've got to get back from London Colney to then put all the show together. So that should be good. Uh, Mikel Arteta, as I say, will conduct his press conference a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, so you'll be able to watch that back on the Arsenal way. And we'll be bringing you live updates from that press conference over on football.london. Uh, Saliba has joined a brand new agency. Now, this is not an agency that will affect any kind of conversations around his contract. He has joined up uh, with Be Engaged, uh, who say they're delighted to welcome William Saliba to the player roster. Uh, the agreement will see the agency manage all of his off-pitch interests, including marketing, media, commercial and philanthropy initiatives, so charities, etc. Um, this is not to do with his agent and discussions over a brand new contract. So it doesn't, as far as I'm aware, affect that side of things. So if you've seen any suggestions that this change of agency is good for Arsenal in terms of renewing him, my understanding is that's not what this is about. So just important not to get wires crossed in this sense because you don't want to get confused around agencies. Tricky business. Uh, Reese Nelson has said that he wants to stay at Arsenal. Uh, he was interviewed after the game against Nottingham Forest at the weekend. And in that conversation, he was asked, of course, whether or not he would be signing a brand new contract. When he's asked about it, he said, of course, I have some months left on my contract. But at this moment of time, getting a new deal, of course, that would be amazing. And I would love to commit to the club. But I'm just really, really focused on doing everything I can possible just to do the right stuff. And if I get to play for the team to do well, of course, it's hard coming in for five to ten minutes. And of course, I would love to play much, much longer. But any opportunity I get, I'm going to try and take and just do my very best just to help the team. It's a positive. You know, you want a player that's happy, the player that's trying to commit and a player that's really kind of in their mind focused on giving their absolute best to Arsenal. Whether or not we see a brand new contract for Reese Nelson, I would be very surprised if that happened. And that's not just coming off the back of me being a bit of a skeptic of Reese Nelson. I would genuinely be surprised whether I was a big backer of Reese Nelson if he did sign a new deal. He only has this year remaining on the contract and will be able to sign a pre-contract agreement with a club in the January transfer window, or rather from January when he'll be able to do that. So if Arsenal want to keep hold of him or want to give him another one-year extension to kind of protect that value... They have the option to be able to do that. Reese wants to commit his future to the club. He's very attached to Arsenal. We know this. If I was Reese, though, I would be keeping my options open and rather being so overly committed to Arsenal. I don't think it necessarily um, really kind of helps his situation if he was to say move on from Arsenal because, you know, clubs are now who are potentially looking at him have just heard him say that he wants to stay at Arsenal. So, I would have maybe been a bit more coy about that than being as direct as he was, but I can understand where he's coming from. He wants to play for Arsenal. It's his boyhood club, and he wants to try and make it there. He's always tried to do that. He's never. He was always in the January window, I think, in 2021, saying he wanted to stay at the club because he wanted to try and push for a place. He wasn't able to do that. Um, we'll see, indeed, what changes between now and January uh, on this one. Now, Edu is set to meet... Uh, oh, Edu is set to meet, there we go, uh, Facundo Torres' agents. Uh, this has been reported initially by Simon Collings, of course, in the Evening Standard after reports emerged from Uruguay. Despite uh, reports also being rubbished that talks between the clubs had taken place, now there are further indications that Edu will indeed meet with the players' agents. So despite that story looking to be undermined a little bit. I think it was Tom Bogart that put out that. Um, there is, and this is Charles Watts that reported this yesterday, um, saying that there will be a meeting between Facundo Torres 
and the agents uh, and his agents with Edu are put together by Lima, who is one of Arsenal's scouts looking particularly at South American talent. Interesting stuff. He apparently wants to move to the Premier League and would be therefore open to a potential move. And maybe Arsenal will look to do that in the January transfer window. Looks like we might have to put together a tactical breakdown on this guy as soon as we can. Uh, and our headline story of the day is that a third friendly is being planned for December at the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal are due to go and play away in the Middle East with a warm weather training camp to prepare themselves for the second half of the season after the World Cup. However, there is a friendly set to be played before Arsenal take on West Ham on Boxing Day to give the players the best opportunity to be ready and fit and fighting and raring to go ahead of the Premier League's restart in the second half of the campaign, as I say, on Boxing Day against West Ham. Who the opponent will be, we don't know. But Adrian Clark, of course, who does the breakdown live on Arsenal.com, is quoted as saying that he does know who it is and it's meant to be quite exciting. So we'll have to wait and see who indeed Arsenal end up playing. Could be a rather big team from the sounds of things, which might be a nice little uh, spectacle before the season gets back underway. And that completes all of today's stories. We're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, then let's jump into the chat and see what you guys have been talking about regarding potential moves. Uh, Charlie says, when is Smith Rowe back? The understanding is that he was meant to return to training in December. So therefore, I think January is probably a fair expectation of when we might see Emil Smith Rowe back in the squad. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, did you see that Arteta has been eyed up at Barcelona to become the next Barca boss? Unsurprising. Uh, that they would be looking to try and grab hold of Mikel Arteta. I would be very surprised to see Mikel Arteta um, move on from this project. He seems very settled here, but you should start seeing these big clubs eyeing him up. Man City, after Pep Guardiola goes, will certainly be looking at Mikel Arteta as a potential replacement for him. So we'll have to wait and see what indeed happens with him and his future. Thankfully, we've just signed him up to a brand new contract. So that's a positive as well. Uh, Matt G says, I read it uh, It was looking like a January signing, but for him to be loaned back till the summer, that could potentially be what happens. If that is the case, then Arsenal absolutely still need to go out and sign a forward player. This is, of course, regarding Facundo Torres. That would make sense because the MLS season 
uh, would get started uh, again at the start of next year. Um, so we should see it's just ending. I think we're heading towards the playoffs if we're not in there already. So we should see an end to the MLS current season. It wouldn't really make any sense, I suppose, to loan him back in January because the MLS season doesn't get started until a few months into next year, I, I believe. So I'm not sure how that would necessarily work with Torres, but we'd have to see how it would indeed end up happening. Uh, do, you, do you remember when there was those Premier League signings that were made like for a few months, like when we signed Thierry Henry on loan for like a few games and Everton used to sign Landon Donovan, I think, for a few games? Do you remember when those things happened? Doesn't happen anymore, does it? Uh, very strange when those deals started to happen. Uh, V-Dub, since when did MLS become a suitable recruiting competition? We have the best American goalkeeper and is just good enough as a backup. Let's set standards higher than the MLS. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think that that's very naive with respect to rule out potential MLS signings because a lot of quality talent is coming out of not just the MLS, but the CSL and the Mexican leagues, and especially down in South America. If it wasn't for Arsenal going into the third tier of Brazilian football, we wouldn't have got our hands on Gabriel Martinelli. Are we going to start ruling out talents just because of the league they come from? No, it doesn't make necessarily sense to do that. It's not about aiming higher than the league that the players come from. In my view, it's about looking at the player individually, assessing their quality talent and seeing what they can bring. Now, I think that Fagundo Torres isn't necessarily of a level that I would like to see a player come in to compete with Saka, Jesus and Martinelli. I think he'd certainly provide cover, probably more so than Marquinhos and Nelson do, potentially. But I want to see someone go, I want to see us going for someone of a real competitive nature at the top level of the game already to come in and compete with these guys, not someone necessarily with the potential, which is what I view Torres as. But I'd never discredit or discount a player because of the league that they play in. I think that's naive, especially considering the amount of quality and talent that comes out of these leagues. Um, Paul says, what would Reese Nelson have to do if he wants to get a new contract? Keep doing what he did on Sunday. You know, he has to keep scoring. He has to get involved. He has to have good performances. He has to keep playing. He has to keep getting minutes and taking those chances when they come. It's going to be very difficult because Bakaya Saka's injury is not said to be serious. We don't think. We'll find out more, as I say, later on today. But we've got to find something. We've got to find uh, an ability to be ruthless with certain members of the squad. And Nelson, if he plays well, it still doesn't necessarily mean that we have to give him a new contract. We don't want to get into the same situation as we did with Ainsley Maitland-Niles. That's a really important factor. We'll see what happens with Nice Nelson and his future as soon as we get more info. Uh, Callum says, is there anyone from Atletico Madrid you'd be interested in signing? Yes, this is actually something I meant to cover in the first section of the podcast, but the Champions League first half of the games were, of course, played yesterday in which uh, Spurs got insanely lucky once again. I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep this up for, um, but we do have an indication of what teams will be dropping down into the Europa League. Uh, Ajax, Bayer Leverkusen, Barcelona, Sporting Lisbon, RB Salzburg uh, could, to be fair, we, we haven't got that one yet. But what I can tell you is Sporting, Barca, Leverkusen and Ajax will all drop into the Europa League round of 32. And if Arsenal don't beat uh, Zurich tomorrow and PSV win and we go second, we will play one of those teams or one of potentially four other sides that still yet to play. Um, but at the moment, it does look like Salzburg potentially could be that team unless they get a good result tonight. Shakhtar Donetsk could be that team unless they beat Leipzig, in which case Leipzig would then be the team that drop into the Europa. It looks like Sevilla will probably be the other team as well. 
followed by either one of Juventus or Maccabi Haifa. Now, I'd be usually saying probably Juventus, but we just don't know with Juventus at the moment because they have been pretty darn terrible. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, Mohammed says, Tom, do we really need more kids? And thank you so much for the donation, by the way, my friend. Uh, I believe we, uh, I believe if we were going to reinforce in January, we should be going for established players who can hit the floor running. Now, the first thing I want to say is that a 22-year-old is not necessarily a kid. And it's important that we make this distinguish. We distinguish between the, what is a, a player with potential and a player that's quote unquote a kid. I think kids. We're talking about teenagers, guys that may be coming into the youth team in the under twenty ones and might be getting an opportunity in the senior side, like Marquinhos. Facundo Torres will be coming in as a senior player at twenty two years of age. He's not coming in to be in the youth team. He's coming in to play games and be a competitor where he can be. Now, I personally agree with you in the sense that I think that we need to move for a player of a higher level of quality. But there is also an importance to adding players like Facundo Torres to the squad for a certain reasonable fee. Now, if Arsenal are going to end up paying 15 to 20 million pounds for this guy, I might then question why we're doing that and investing that amount of money. However, it's more of like the 10 to 12 million pound bracket. Then I kind of get the understanding behind it because like moves for Nuno Tavares, like moves for Sambi Laconga. These guys have improved on their value since we bought them, and I think that they would go for more money if we were to sell them. So clubs need to sign these types of players, and we need to make sure that we're, you know, refreshing the group, but also giving ourselves assets that we can improve our selling factor. That is an important thing and part of recruitment is buying players, yes, to support the squad, but also with the mindset of knowing that you need to make a profit on certain players in the future for the benefit of the club financially. Uh, Gabenga says, Tom, you don't seem to fancy Nelson, which it's not, I don't, I mean, it's probably that I don't fancy Nelson too much, to be fair. I just don't think he's of a level that's going to take us to where we want to go. Uh, but I think he'll be the next successful winger groomed by Mikel Arteta. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with you. Uh, I don't think Nelson will be Arsenal's future still. It's going to take a lot to change that. I was very kind of similar minded about Eddie Nketiah and still that doesn't seem to be uh, being proved all entirely wrong, despite him getting this brand new contract. I just don't think that Nelson is in Arsenal's future. Maybe he will be. I listened to the Arsenal Vision podcast yesterday and I heard um, Clive talk about Nelson in detail and in depth about how highly rated he was, how he was kind of ahead of the the Sackers and the Smith Rose of this world. And if it wasn't for injury, who knows what would have happened. But I I can't see it happening personally. I just can't see him becoming the next guy you know, to, to be that success story over someone like Patino, uh, someone like that, you would think that they would have a much better chance. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. It says, Lathan says, do you think Ferran Torres is an option? Uh, not Facundo Torres, Ferran Torres. We had a late bid rejected in the summer. I talked a little bit about this yesterday because it was also brought up as a question. I would love to see uh, Ferran Torres as a potential option for Arsenal. I think that's a great competitive forward player that adds strength and competition to the wide areas and centrally as well. I think Ferran Torres benefited from his time at Man City greatly. And I think that Arsenal would benefit from a player of that level of quality if Barcelona aren't that interested in, in using him as much as they probably should be. So yes, Ferran Torres, I would certainly prefer over someone like Facundo Torres. Um, Neil, thank you for, so much for joining in. Big up Tom, catching live after a long time. Happy times to be a gooner. Absolutely indeed. Uh, Charlie says, why are Barca looking to sell Torres already? Is a fair question. And you have to ask why that is. Why have things not necessarily worked out for him at Barcelona? Why would they be looking to sell him? In fairness, when we tried to bid for him in the summer, Xavi said no. Xavi said he wanted him in the team. 
problem that Barcelona have at the moment is a financial side of things where clubs are trying to take advantage of their financial situation and steal players away, even though they've spent money on them very recently. Uh, he's got competition from Lewandowski in a striker role and Sufati in a left-sided role. He's not getting the minutes because of the presence of those two players in particular. Memphis Depay is still there as well. So it's not necessarily why he's not playing, or, or rather it's not that they're looking to sell him because clearly they wanted to keep him in the summer. It's more so that there are players that don't look like they're going to be out of the team anytime soon. And so therefore, uh, it's worth looking into. Uh, Yomi says, Ferran Torres has been shocking at Barca. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Really not a fan of these types of things. Go do the research yourself. Go and watch players. Go and find out their stats. Go and watch them and take them in yourself. Don't let people tell you not to think anything else about a player. Uh, Hilbin says, Tom, could you please update me on where Arsenal sit on the league table? My pleasure. Arsenal currently sits top and in first place of the Premier League. Do indeed go and check it out and enjoy every single bit of watching and looking at that table for as long as you would like to. Uh, DJ Rudy says, do you think with all our injured players coming back before the January window, how many players do you think we will get without Arsenal saying we already got cover in that position? Of course, it is important the players coming back are still key. Smith Rowe will add certainly competition and depth to those wide positions and, of course, the number 10 role. El Nenny adds the competition to Thomas Partey. Not necessarily competition, backup. I think it's probably a fair word to describe as Mohamed El Nenny, but he is our better number two de uh, defensive midfielder. Zinchenko coming back as well, hopefully after the World Cup, at minimum, maybe even before, according to Arteta, is going to be a big boost to that as well. So... It's going to be a boost. I don't think it's an excuse to not sign players. I think Arsenal need to sign at least two in the January window. I think we need a forward and I think we need a midfielder. And if we're able to do that, I think it would represent a very good January window for Arsenal. Uh, Chris says, we need to stop buying these overrated players like Tavares, Lekonga, Marquinhos, Vieira and others and bring quality. Wow, that's harsh. That's incredibly harsh, especially on Vieira. I mean, Vieira's been here since the summer, had no preseason because he was injured and has not been able to get too much regular football other than coming off the bench and playing in the Europa League. And when he has started games, he's looked decent. You know, he scored that great goal against Brentford, scored again when he played against Buda Glimt, set up a great goal for Rob, uh, Rob Holding as well. It's just in the moments where he's being asked to do a role either in that's not his natural position, like in the wide positions, or he's just playing in these Europa League games with other players around him that aren't the starting players, and we're writing him off already. I think that's really poor form. I think that's really poor form. I'm not even going to give it the, the time to talk about Marquinhos, because to try and write him off after we signed him for, what, 3 million euros? I just find really naive and poor from an Arsenal perspective, in a fan perspective. With respect, I just think it's a ridiculous viewpoint to try and say that these are overrated. And also, players like Tavares and Lokonga, as I've mentioned on the show already, are really important when we sign them for small fees and then sell them on for better. This, the same people that moan about signing Tavares are the same people that moan that we can't sell players for good money. The hypocrisy and the contradiction of those statements should be obvious to you. We need to sign players for small fees sometimes so that we can sell them on for better. That'll probably happen with Tavares. It'll probably happen maybe with Marquinhos. I think Vieira's come in as a great competitive option to Martin Odegaard. And if Martin Odegaard got injured, 
people would be fuming if we didn't bring someone in to try and cover that position. But we've got a competitor in that role who, when called upon and made his first Premier League star, scored a great goal in a 3-0 win in which he was absolutely imperative to. So I just think it's naive to overlook these players. Very, very naive as well. Fuad says, Tom, if Gabriel or Saliba were to get injured, fingers crossed they don't, touch wood, who would be your top choice if if it isn't holding or someone else? I really don't trust holding over a long period of time. No, I think that's a fair point. You know, I don't think I like holding in the sense that I think you can come off the bench, defend our box, and do that well if we're winning. But to have him starting over a prolonged period is tough. I think Tomiyasu is the obvious choice to come in immediately. But there are other options Arsenal can go to. Uh, Evan Indica, of course, who is going to be a free transfer potentially at the end of the season is being looked at by the club, according to the, uh, the Evening Standard. Uh, you've also got someone like uh, R- Robert Renan, who currently plays in Brazil, young defensive uh, defensive player, left-footed centre-back. He could be an option. And then you've also got to think about Austin Trusty as well. I mean, people laugh at Trusty, the process and all this, but he's playing really, really well with Birmingham. We've talked about him in today's show, and he could end up going to the World Cup, and he's left-footed. So we need to think about him as a potential option because we have already got this guy, couldn't end up saving us money and we can focus that money on elsewhere and buying an even better player for the midfield or the forward line. Uh, Lewis says, to counter your view on Nelson, which we always uh, welcome, Vieira has struggled in the Europa League but looked great against Brentford. Playing with 10 other first-teamers, it's not a coincidence. Nelson's best game was playing with our best players. And that's fair. You know, that's a fair point. And when Owen Nelson said that he came off the bench for five to ten minutes, you know, you're never going to see the best of him. But this is someone that has had, you know, over 50 appearances for the club in total and has played in teams. You remember, he was in Mikel Arteta's first ever starting lineup. you know, when he first came into the team. He has had opportunities. I just think that and of course, we played against a, a poor Nottingham Forest side that we were already winning in. And I don't want to take away too much from that performance because it was great. But it needs to be done over a longer period and it needs to be done consistently. So we can't take too much in one game. But you are right, Lewis, in saying that, you know, in the same way that Vieira has looked better when playing with better players around him, I do think that for Nelson, it's, it is a very different scenario because of what's ahead of him and the player level of quality that we need to bring in as, as a competitor still in that role. Uh, Andy says, what are your thoughts on Moises Caicedo? Should we be looking at him? I'd love to see Arsenal going for someone of that level of quality. I think Brighton have got a few players that we should be looking to that would really be an asset to the club as well. Uh, Deep Kundu says, do you think that we can go for Zaha after his contract expires? If we do, it would only be for a one or two year contract. I can't see it being for anything more than that. And it needs to be on a relatively acceptable wage for me to be interested in it but there's also this kind of thought process around Zaha that's is he a star because he stands out at Palace and when he made that move to Man United it didn't work out it's been a long long time since then but I wouldn't necessarily put Zaha at the top of my list of forwards I'd rather see Arsenal go for a Ferran Torres personally than Zaha I think that he would suit what we're doing better than what Zaha would and I think that he's already been playing under Mikel Arteta I think he played up with Mikel Arteta at City I forget when Mikel Arteta ended up leaving. It was 2019, wasn't it? Was Ferran Torres there? I'm pretty sure he was. So you've got that synergy, that chemistry that's already there, which is established. So we know what you're getting in him. Whereas Zaha, if he's not playing every week, is he going to get frustrated? Is that going to be a problem for him? Because he doesn't start for us right now. 
And that's a bit of an issue for a player like Zaha, especially if he's going to move to a bigger team. And I think there are big teams that could offer him more regular playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if Dortmund went in for Zaha. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see something like that happen. Uh, let's go to... Can we not just hire Brighton's scouting team, Dave says. Um, this is actually a point that gets brought on a lot, <clears throat> more than you think. Looking at clubs that sign players that go on to be sold for big fees, you know, the, th- the problem with that theory, whether or not it was serious of a question or not, Dave, and I know it was said in jest, but the point is still said seriously by plenty, is that Brighton are able to buy players that they can play that if Arsenal bought, they wouldn't play. When they bought Caicedo, he wouldn't have played for Arsenal at the start. When they bought Basuma from Lille, he probably wouldn't have played for Arsenal at the start. When they're signing players like Trossard, he wouldn't have been able to play for Arsenal at the start. You know, And because they've been able to come into a Premier League side where they're playing every week, they're developing, they're getting better and they're getting to the level where now clubs like Arsenal and the fans of Arsenal and the fans of clubs like Arsenal want to see those players sign. And we're like, well, why don't we just cut out the middleman and sign them? And the answer to that question is because the players that Brighton sign, we can't necessarily give the opportunities to to allow them to develop into the players that we like so much now. And that it wouldn't necessarily benefit us in that same way. However, maybe those same scouts can find players that still could sign for Arsenal and would be at the level of quality that we would be able to benefit from or loan out or used temporarily like Lekonga, for instance. You know, those are the examples that we look to potentially. Um, I think we're going to round things off there because we've just crossed over to the 30-minute mark. So thank you, everybody, that's tuned in this morning. Really appreciate your time, as always. A genuine pleasure to do so. A massive thank you to everybody that's been able to tune in over the last six years that I've been doing the channel. Uh, And also a massive thank you to everybody that's helped us to reach the massive uh, milestone of 40,000 subscribers. It means so much to me that you guys come and join us every morning. Uh, thank you, everyone that's that's retuning in. I know some people have taken a bit of a break from the morning shows, but as we approach the January window, I see that plenty more of you are tuning in as well. Maybe this slightly later time with the clocks going back, but elsewhere around the world also helps with more people coming back. But I hope you've enjoyed yourselves as we've gone our way through all the subscribers to 40,000. Uh, I know that hopefully you'll have a great time watching the rest of the content that will be coming out over the channel. Set your alarm for 7.30 p.m. UK time tonight. That will be when our preview for the Zurich game takes place. We'll also be bringing you a preview of the Chelsea game on Friday. And I want to give Chelsea a massive shout out. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, Chelsea. I want to give Sophie a massive shout out for bringing on Chelsea fan Jason Cundy from TalkSport. If you haven't watched the show on the Highbury squad, it was a really good listen. Um, You know, I disagree a lot with what Jason Cundy says. Uh, I really do. But I found it a very interesting conversation. I also saw a video on TalkSport's Twitter feed the other day about Jason Cundy and a conversation he had on the last sports bar on the radio station and a caller that phoned in that was basically like pretty done with life, changing their... And and that conversation that they had changed his life, which is kind of amazing. So certainly worth a watch. Go and watch uh, Sophie's show. It was really, really good. Uh, he does like winding Arsenal fans up and he certainly talks about that. Um, I thought it was a really great show uh, with Soph Kev uh, and Jason. So do go and give that a watch. It was very good indeed. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you again uh, later today for the preview show at 7.30. Uh, I'll also be bringing you live updates from Arsenal's training ground over on my Twitter page, at Tom Canton Media, uh, followed by all of the updates from the press conference on London. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.